Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Hope you're doing well. It's currently 105 in Edmonton. We heard from Oilers forward Zach Cassian today at 12.15. John Shannon joined us. And uh, coming up in the second hour, Keith Gretzky, the Oilers assistant general manager. As he'll be talking about the rookie camp roster. Oilers uh, rookie camp takes place Wednesday. Uh, the Oilers were on the ice today. Captain skate uh, Darnell Nurse, Zach Hyman back in Toronto at the league event uh, representing the organization. We will tell you the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Without further ado, we are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino. Our hotline number is 780-496-0068. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. And we are pleased to welcome back to the show somebody who I saw today for the third time in the last... 18 months, bumped into him in the uh, catacombs of uh, Rogers Place, actually right in the main office, uh, Keith Gretzky. Hi, Keith. How you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Have you missed me over the last 18 months? Always, always. Always <laughs> love talking hockey with you. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get to it. We got the uh, rookie camp. It takes place. We just had John Shannon on. I asked him about the the Penticton uh, tournament. I think we'll start there. Just the, in, in the past, there's been the event in Penticton where we've been able to get you know the four Western Canadian teams. Actually, one year there were six. Uh, I'm not sure what you guys did in Boston before you came to the Oilers, but uh, just trying to make the best of a challenging scenario this year with the two uh, tournament, or I guess uh, the two exhibition games against the Flames rookies? Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do this year. Of course, we, you know, before we went to Pentec, and then, um, you know, we, we uh, decided to go away from it, and I think we're going to maybe look at going back to it where you can play. You want to see your kids that you've, that you've drafted and the kids that you bring as an invite and also just to see the kids and their development in a year, you know, there's big changes on guys. So that's the exciting part about uh, rookie camp. How, how excited are you just to maybe see some of the European guys and some of the, you know, the newly drafted players and, and how, yeah, they'll, you know, how they'll look. I mean, obviously you've got a history of the guys that uh, finished last year in Bakersfield where you guys won the Pacific division. Uh, but, you know, for a guy like Konovalov, uh, as an example, who comes over from the KHL, uh, Philip Broberg, who finished the year last year playing for Shalefti in Sweden, it's got to be pretty exciting to see guys like that. 
It is, and and you see, you, you can throw in Samarukov and Maximov. So Berglund, we we've got guys that we haven't seen in a while, and that's why it's good for them, you know, a little bit to get their feet wet with guys their own age, and instead of going right into the main camp where you, you know you have the the heavyweights and they get their feet wet and and they they can show what they can do in the two games against uh, the Calgary rookies. So it's it's all in all, it's a good idea. It's it's a great chance for them to show everybody what uh, they're capable of doing. Uh, work in progress on the roster front, is that a fair assessment? I mean, you had guys playing this weekend in major junior and exhibition games, in college in Canada in exhibition games. You got a couple guys, uh, I, I believe we're not sure of in terms of health-wise, in terms of whether or not they're going to be good to go. So are you guys still, I know the roster went out on Thursday, but there's a possibility there might be a couple changes still? You know what, if the, there might be one or two, maybe, you know, we, we were set. I think we had 15 forwards coming, nine defensemen and three goalies. So I, I think we're kind of set, but, you know, you're always looking if, if we feel or hear that one of our guys are injured and, and uh, you know, you have uh, a spot open you, and, a, and a scout or somebody really liked the player, then, then we would talk about bringing the guy in. But for most part, I think we're set. We have a... You know, the the scouts go out there, you know, Tyler Wright's group, they go out and they work the trails and and they like the players. So that's who we kind of listen to of the guys they like and, and you try to get them to uh, rookie camp and, and so they can show what they can do, especially the guys that have never been drafted. And, you know, it's a, it's a, I always say it's when you come here, do your best and show what you can do. Uh, have you had an opportunity to see, you know, like I know Konovalov's been in town, uh, have you had a chance to see him out with those captain skates at all, Keith? Yeah, I've seen him skate a few times. Um, you know, I've talked uh, talked to Swartzy about him, so he's it's good. We got uh, the Bakersfield uh, goalie coach lies here, so it's a good chance for everybody to get to work with him. And and uh, you know, his English is coming. It's uh, not the best you could say, but it's it's good enough to get him by. All right. Uh, now there's a theory on goaltenders, and I don't know whether or not you agree or disagree with this. You don't want him too big. Because sometimes there's holes in goaltenders if they're six five, six six, six seven, but you don't want them. You know, it's it's tough for goalies that are five eleven or six feet. Kind of that sweet spots like six two to six four. So I got to ask you about Konovalov because he's listed at five eleven, one ninety six. He had a nine twenty three save percentage in a real good league last year in the KHL. Keith. Obviously, this guy must rely on his athleticism. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, I think so. From what I've seen in a couple of skates that I've seen him, and he's quick down low. And but you know what? It's a it's a different league when you get over here, and and you'll watch. Uh, you know, they're better shooters probably, and and the, I think it's the ice the sides of the ice a little bit too. The position, how they play the game. You know, like there's more. And I mean by the sides of ice is that you know the the D played their the two on ones different or the three on ones different over in Europe. That's European hockey a little bit. So for him, it's it's going to be adjustment. Um, I, it's good that he's here early that uh, he can get his feet wet before uh, rookie camp. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue, you mentioned Sylvain Rodrigue, who is his father, uh, coaches the goalies on the farm. Uh, Olivier is going to be competing for a spot with Konovalov and Stuart Skinner, who had a very good step forward year last year. Uh, Rodrigue last year split between the A and the ECHL. Uh, and this is an important year for him, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. It's you know he he was over in Europe and when when uh, the season didn't start on time, he, we we had him playing, so it was really good for him. And then when he came back, he he was in Bakersfield and and as you mentioned, Stu uh, was outstanding. So we we tried to give him some games to get his feet wet for this year, really. And you know you always want to win, but you you got to develop the players too. So he he got his fair share of games for for Bakersfield. So this is a real big year for him too. Sam Arukov got hurt in February, uh, banged up his shoulder. That window usually, Keith, can be four to six months. Is he going to be good to go to start or is that TBA? He's close. I, I think that it's, uh, I think we'll know in the next day or two, but he's really close. He's looking good. He looks stronger. I, I think he, just the way he skates out there, kind of reminds me of his last year in junior where he had the confidence yeah. I thought his his first year in Bakersfield. It's a big it's a big jump to go from junior to to uh, the American Hockey League. Everybody thinks it's easy, but you know it's it's hard. It's the best players that are on the cusp of making the NHL, and and you know you got different travel. You're living by yourself and without billets. So I thought the first year he he started coming a little bit at the end and. And what we've heard from him that he played last year was really a, a good season for him. So I think just watching him the last uh, week here skating, he, he looks like a different player. He's he's one guy I can't wait to see you know, really play and log a lot of minutes down in Bakersfield. Well, and he was plus 24 last year uh, in 48 games for Seska, which is a top team over in the KHL. Keith Kretzky is joining us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. So Sam Rukov's a guy that the fans have got a lot of interest in, Keith. Um, it's interesting with Broberg because – you know, and you were you were there, but for when we came back out of the 2020 pause uh, and went into the training camp before going into the bubble, like the first week, he was fantastic. Uh, he played here in Edmonton for the World Juniors. He had, I think, three separate injuries at one point, and then his minutes decreased as the playoffs went on with Shalefti over in uh, uh, Sweden. Have you had a chance to see him yet? How does he look? Uh, obviously, this is a guy that is a huge part of the Oilers' future. Yeah, I've seen him skate, and, and you're right. He's you know a big part of of what we're trying to build. And but the the biggest thing is is that again, it's another guy that. You know, I think Ken showed a, has done a really good job of showing everybody, listen, we have to be patient with with all the kids. Um, you can't race them up. It started with Yamamoto going back down to, to the American League a few years back. And, and then, you know, McLeod getting called up at the end of last year. So they have to be ready. And, and, and whatever happens, he can have a great camp. And if... And if they, we decide that you know he needs some time, it's it's in the best interest of of his career and the Oilers that you know we we wait and he develops. So he he's another guy like Samarukov that it's going to be exciting to see play. All right. Well, the one thing your D has is size, and I think at Tampa Bay for all of the hey Tampa Bay out of depth and they lost some of that depth because Goodrow uh, went out and got paid, and so did Coleman. Uh, but they had you know a terrific third line, but they had a big defense. I, and I 
think it's something people forget about. And, you know, uh, you're looking at Broberg 6-3. We know Bouchard, the coaches, have been uh, effusive in their uh, unsolicited praise of of what the guy who you drafted when you were running the draft for the Oilers, Keith, uh, Evan Bouchard, uh, is hopefully going to bring Edmonton this, this year. But, you, you know, Broberg, six foot three. to me, he's closer to, he looks like he's a six foot four D man. Uh, we mentioned Sam Marukov, who's six foot three. You saw three guys down on the farm last year by the end of the season. Niemalainen at six five, though he went through some injury problems. Uh, he's a lefty. And then a couple righties, Kemp and Kesserling at six three and six five. These guys are are long bodies, Keith. Uh, are they changing the complexion of the Oilers' makeup with the type of prospects they have on defense? Yeah, a little bit. I, I would have to agree with that. And and I think you uh, you said it properly in Bakersfield. You watched our team last year. If you ever saw them on on TV, is that we're big. We're really big. We have long reach. Um, and and we play hard, but it's the reach. You think that uh, you get by a guy, and all of a sudden, Nemo sticks flying out of you know left field because he's he's so big. So I think that has changed a little bit in the last couple of years. And with all those guys that you mentioned, uh, most of them are over six three, and 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 they're mobile. And that's that's the thing. You still got to be able to play. You can't just be you know big and not be able to play so it's a learning curve you you see Kessering who's who came out of college same with camp um they got their feet wet at the end of last year and but they have size and and when you watch them play you you sit there and say yeah i like the size so uh it, it does help to defend all right up front uh dylan holloway and there again there have been multiple reports and this started with jason gregor last monday but some concern over holloway's availability uh do we have any confirmation one way or the other at this time or is it tba keith tba we'll know in the next uh little bit here i think okay uh there are a couple other higher drafted prospects for Edmonton, including Raphael Lavoie, who you saw, uh, he, he was fairly, you know, contributed offensively. Five goals, 10 points in 19 games last year in Bakersfield, a six foot, 597 pound second round pick, a right winger, um, the Oilers have got some size of Paul Yarvey and Zach Cassian on the right side. Yamamoto, obviously, at the other end of the scale. What did you see out of Lavoie in the second half of the season, Keith? Well, he started the season when we were playing. He was over in, in Europe playing. And, and when their playoffs were done, he, he came in, as you mentioned, at the end for us. And, you know, the biggest thing for him was was uh, just getting rid of the junior habits and, and um you know, come, learning to come play every day, every shift. Um, he started off really good, and I think he maybe hit the wall with a lot of hockey, a lot of travel. Um, surprisingly for me watching Rafi play was um, I didn't know he was as physical as he was. Uh, when he's on his game, he, he likes to play the body, um, which is great to Great to add up front with the size, of course. And he's got a wicked uh, shot. That's his bread and butter. And, and, you know, I think he just needs to clean up his game. It's It gets a little sloppy without the puck. And that's, that happens when you're young. And that's why, you know, you send guys to the minor leagues. So, But, you know, I, I've watched him here skating for a little bit. And he looks, he, he's starting to tighten up. His skating looks tighter. And so it's, it's just a work in progress with him. But so far, so good. How much have you seen of Xavier Burgo? 
I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him, Bob. So okay. it's going to be exciting to see. Okay, because again, I mean, a first-round draft choice out of the Quebec League. One guy that made an addition, and he's not on an NHL contract, uh, a guy that was closing in on a 100-point season uh, in 1920 with the uh, Medicine Hat Tigers uh, playing for Willie Desjardins, and that is James Hamlin. And he was another guy, played 38 games for your last year down in Bakersfield, and he was a pretty effective bottom six forward, wasn't he? Yeah, you know what? We we uh, our scouts really liked them. We were really looking for, you know, some depth for our hockey club in Bakersfield, and and he was close. I know Hamblin was close on different teams and maybe an NHL contract and different things. And I I had called uh, Bob Green had me call Willie, his old coach, and and Willie said you would just love this kid and and. This guy plays hard every shift, and and he's reliable. He's he's good without the puck, and he's not the biggest guy, but he's uh, very dependable and and a really good teammate. So he's going to be exciting to see in this tournament because of you know he hasn't he's just been on an American League deal, and that's why you never say never on on players. And and I think uh, Hammer's a a guy to watch. Uh, Tyler Tulio, I don't know how much of a scouting report you have on him. Apparently, he's exceeded expectations to this point. Fifth-round pick back in 2020. Are you going to be interested to see him play? Yeah, we brought him. Matter of fact, we he was over in Europe for a little bit in Slovakia. So we brought him uh, to Bakersfield, and we were, you know, he skated with us for, I think, about a month. And we just had so many forwards, and it was hard to get him. He was young to get him in, and we wanted to see what he could do. He's a hardworking kid, and, and you know, I think everything that he does is hard work. Uh, he gets rewarded. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see him play against his own own peers and, and see how he does. But from what uh, what I've seen in Bakersfield, and, and I've talked to him multiple times uh, in the last few weeks, it's, uh, it's going to be good to see him play too. Keith Gretzky is the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. They take on the Flames rookie Saturday, 5 p.m. That's an Oilers webcast broadcast on www.edmontonoilers.com. All right, so Keith, uh, in the past, and there, have, I mean, there have been years where the Oilers have had five or six tough guys, literally, in the lineup, and not enough scoring. And then there have been times where, you know, and the games change. We talked about that with Zach Cassian, the difference of 10 years ago to now. Do you, like, Calgary's, uh, they had Anabuchi on their team a couple years ago. He was one of the toughest players in the league out of uh, the, the Kamloops Blazers. Uh, they got Coltrane Wilson, I saw. He's he's not a timid fellow. Uh, do you need that anymore in the, these rookie tournament games, or is it really more about the evaluation and, and where some of your younger players are at? For us, it's you want to evaluate. you got to be able to play and and. You know, you, you, we had success last year in Bakersfield. We didn't have a tough guy, and, and but we were team tough. We played as a as a whole group, and, and you stick up for each other, and, and, you know, you're there for each other, even though you're, you might not be a fighter, but you got to get in the scrums if somebody's, you know, getting taken advantage of. And, I mean, we had, you know, different guys that stepped up every night and, you know, looked after each other. I, I think that's what more it is nowadays. you got to compete hard. If you don't compete, that's that's probably the the biggest issue I would have is you got to be able to come in and and compete and work hard and and not get out battled. You had Brad Malone last year in an AHL deal. He's back in an A deal this year. So too now is Adam Cracknell. 
how important is it to have those those veterans complement, you know, the likes of uh, Marodi, who led the league in goal scoring, or Benson, who's been a point-per-game guy over the last three years in the A? Well, that was one thing that, you know, when we talked with Ken uh, maybe last summer, we were talking about Bakersfield and myself and Bill Scott and him, and he says, you know, it's so important to get the – you know, veteran players down there, and you may have to spend a little bit of money and 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 to help these young kids. And and you can go out and sign four or five older veteran players, but they've got to be you know the the good veteran players that realize, hey, I'm down here. You're, those kids aren't taking my spot. Um, type of attitude, and that they're going to help them out and be accountable and and just to learn to be a pro on and off the ice. And it's just not on the ice, of course. You know, how you live, you know, when you have days off and, and, you know, just everyday living things when you become a pro. And I thought with uh, being down, I was there for the four months, just watching, you know, Malone and and Cracknell and Esposito and um, Stanton and Gravel. Those guys were so good with our young kids that, we probably had more success because how well of a team they were and believed in each other. So I think it's really important. I really do. And they might not be the best players, but you know, that the work ethic, I know like Adam Cracknell was the first guy, you know, at the, at the rink every day. And so the young kids see it and hopefully it rubs off. And, and when you have good mentors, it's, it's going to help us as, as an organization. You mentioned Stanton and Gravel. Uh, they're no longer in the equation. Uh, you got, you know, you obviously got Broberg and Samarukov and Niemelainen. They're all lefties, and you're you're sitting there with Kemp and Kesterling and Berglund. Uh, those guys are righties, and I'm missing another left shot uh, defenseman potentially. I mean, Lagenson, we'll see what happens there. But could you use a, a guys of similar ilk to a Gravel, I don't know how many right shot guys like that are out there, but could you use a, another veteran D just for uh, a, a little bit uh, more experience? You would love to always have that, Bob. Like I know if I went to 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 Woody and asked him, "Hey, would you like another veteran D?" Of course, he's he's going to say, "Yeah, we all do." But at the end of the day, you know, we all believe that you know we have a lot of young kids, and and if say. You know, I'm not saying they're going down there, but if you're saying Broberg, Samarukov, Nimalain, and there's three, you got Bergling, Kessler, and Kemp, and you forgot DeHarnay. Yes. Um, we we have a lot of D, and and when you when you go to the American League, it's it's not good for development if the kids are sitting in the stands, and you might take a little bit of you know beatings once in a while, but. That's why you have good goaltending, and and you'll have. We we really believe our our four depth of the experience will help the young guys, and and I think Dave Manson has done an unbelievable job with all our young D, and and this is a great chance for them to grow, and and I'd rather you know make sure they're playing personally, just you know so they can you know further their career and get better and get get to the NHL quicker. Keith, thanks for an update. We look forward to getting an update on Holloway and Samarukov. And, uh, well, it's, it's good seeing you down at the rink again. All right. See you too, Bob. Take care. That is Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Gretzky, 127 in Edmonton.
where cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough, payments or an interest rate that's too high, or a vehicle that you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Give them the call, 1-877-477-3673, or visit brentridge.com. And all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And the two guys we're keeping a big eye on here in um, uh, here in uh, uh, the rookie camp are going to be Samarukov on defense and uh, Holloway up front. And again, Holloway had, anytime you're talking the wrist or the scaphoid, you're always a little bit concerned because sometimes there's challenges there. I think in Sam Rukov's case, sounds like he's been skating a fair amount. He could be uh, closer. That orders now injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. All right, uh, we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update. As you know, I watch college football, and one stoked and pumped up BYU Cougar fan, Eileen Bell, they finally beat Utah. For like, I know, it was awesome. I, there you go. It was Did awesome. you watch the end of the game where they stormed the field? Holy cow. Oh my gosh, it was just fantastic. Eileen, yeah. I'm only half joking with you on this, but th- there were some Mormons having some fun out there, let me tell you. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> they were pretty pumped up. For the listeners that are unaware, Kyle Whittingham's the head coach at Utah. He was offered the job at his alma mater, which is Brigham Young. He ultimately chose Utah, and the balance of power swung a bit, and BYU knocked them off on Saturday night. Been right in the butt, didn't it? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. They nailed them. Up next, the goal, that quarterback's a pretty exciting player. He's kind of along the lines of a Kyler Murray, kid named Hall. Uh, by the way, the last time BYU beat uh, beat Utah, Max Hall was the quarterback about uh, 12, 13 years ago. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen, and then you coming up on Oilers Now. We'll open up the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.